the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and I have an exciting second half, well, of the show. Remember, our show is only to 11.30, so you want to tune in now. As promised, I have uh, Lisa Eldred Steinhoff, and she is a houseplant guru. She is the author of Houseplants... The Complete Guide to Choosing, Growing, and Caring for Indoor Plants. And how to select them, what to do for them. And if you're somebody like me, I need a lot of work. I love plants. but Good morning, Lisa. Actually, it's closer to lunchtime, so good afternoon. I'm so glad you were on the show. This is a topic that actually beautifies everything in your home. But a lot of people, including myself, have a lot of trouble keeping plants Alive, fresh, and well. So, first of all, yes, let me thanks. ask you: How thanks did you? Me. Well, we're thrilled to have you. Thanks for being on our show. How did you get into that whole business? How did you? How did you start in the business? What made you decide to go into the business of caring for plants? Well, I grew up in a uh, in the country, and my I had three older brothers. We climbed trees. We just were outside all the time, and I loved plants. And my grandma and my mom, my grandma just lived down the, down the road a little ways on a farm. And she had house plants. My mom had house plants. And I decided plants were my thing. And so um, we had a big garden, too. And so I, I went to school for horticulture. And um, I met my husband in the horticulture classes. And his family um, owns a garden center that has now been in business for 93 years. And wow. our children are working. One of my children are working there. It's, uh, she's fourth generation. So we all wow. love plants. It's a family thing. <laughs> that's really amazing, and that's great. Uh, so it's really a family business, and it's 90 years, did you say? 93 years old, yes, this year. Wow. And it's his family business. I, you know, I, I came into the business, but our, um, our daughter works there, and um, we all love plants. And my, even my, my brother is a forester, so he went to school for plants as well. It's just we all love plants. Oh, so so that's how you got into the business. So let me ask you, because yeah. most of us, uh, most people I know, we could use a lot of help. Uh, <laughs> so first of all, obviously certain plants do better, certain plants are easier than others to take care of. So what kind of things would you recommend for somebody who really doesn't have a green thumb and doesn't really know much about plants is there anything are there certain plants that you think are easier for people to keep up or 
Yes. The, the, the number one plant I think that is the easiest is called a ZZ plant. And the reason they call it a ZZ plant is because the botanical name is Zamiococcus zamifolia. So it's just ZZ plant. And it's, I tell people they could probably grow it in a closet, but they shouldn't. Um, it takes, it can take extremely low light. It likes higher light, but it can tolerate low light. It has really fleshy root system, so you don't have to water it very often. Um, it's just an, a really easy plant, but a really beautiful, shiny, green, beautiful plant. Um, pothos are really easy. Probably everybody in the world knows what a pothos is because probably grandma had one going around the window or trailing around someplace. Um, those are very easy, forgiving. Um, Spathophyllum lilies are easy. They kind of, those are the ones that you Which get them and have the white. I'm sorry? What, now, which lily are they? What'd you say? Which what's it's, the well, name it's of the... called a spathophyllum lily, a peace lily. Um, peace they have the white, the white flowers, and they're so easy. When they collapse, you know they need water, which isn't the best way to water it, but it will come back. So, for people that are forgetful, the plant will tell them when it needs some water. Um, Can I ask you a question about that? Because every time sure. I've had a lily, and people have said, "Oh yeah, well, Dottie, when they when the flat when the le- when the flowers fall off." If you keep it going, it'll eventually come back. I've never. Well, that's true. I'm doing something wrong because anytime I've gotten a lily and I've tried to do that, I've never gotten the flowers back. I've, you know, the plants well, stay it's, alive. It's really, uh, right. It's really all about light. Any any plant that blooms, to I mean, the spathophyllum lily will be a lovely green plant forever in a lower light situation. But if you give it enough light, it will bloom, and it doesn't need a ton of light to bloom. But it does need, you know, if it's not blooming, if you have a plant that you got, when you got it, it was blooming. And it's not blooming within a year because everything is cyclical. If it's a not year. blooming, then you, you know, everything will, does all it should do in a year, right? It's, everything is cyclical. Okay. So if it doesn't bloom again within a year, then you know it, something needs to change. And usually it needs more light. Blooming okay, plants so, need more light. So, so would you think that lilies should be put, like, that's a plant that really needs to have some sunlight. You can't just put it well, in a place where it's... To bloom, yes. And there's really no, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I, I wrote a book about low-light plants. There are plants that tolerate low-light. They may not enjoy it, but they will still grow and do okay in a lower-light situation. But if you want them to bloom, most plants are going to need to be put into more light. Okay, so that's good to know. That's really good to know. Yeah. Um, so just move it into a different window or closer to a light source and see if you can get it to bloom. Yeah, and, of course, they, it, also, it also means you've got to take care of it and, you know, groom it, wash the leaves, make sure it's clean, repot it once in a while. So there's other, there's other factors, but light is the key. Okay, so you're saying light is the main key. But uh, now you, you're just saying wash the, you know, you should clean the petals and things of that nature? Well, yeah, I mean, all the, uh, the leaves of the plant, the only way they're getting food is from light, whatever light source. It could be, a, a, you know, sunlight or a grow light, electric light that you've purchased and put over your plants. But if, you, if the leaves are dirty, the light can't get to the leaf. So you keep the plants clean, wipe them down, put them in the shower or under the sink, uh, wash your windows. People sometimes forget you need to wash your windows. You'd be surprised how much more light comes through if you have clean windows. Um, <laughs> so keep no, your plants that, clean, and that that helps a lot. Yeah, well, yeah, and I'm I'm sure I didn't I didn't even know that. I mean, I know it needs light, but I I didn't know. I 
some of my lilies I didn't put in, in. I just left on a table somewhere and it didn't get enough light. And so you're saying also wash the petals and keep it clean so it maybe doesn't Correct. get dust. Okay, so let me right. ask you You'd something. You'd be surprised now. how much dust settles on your plants. If you, you know, look, I sell hulls all the time. And if you, plants can really make your home, they can just give it a touch that actually just makes it you, 10 times nicer. So yes. what, what, do you, what, what can you do? What, what can plants do for the design and the aesthetics of the home? And believe me, they well, can do I'm, a lot. They can do a lot. And sometimes, you know, less is more. I, have, I, I probably have a 1,000 house plants. I'm not going to lie to you. I have a lot of plants. So that makes a difference. Um, but, you know, if you have a, a harsh edge, you know, an edge on a, of, a, of a corner, um, maybe you have a, 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 a piece of something that's not as attractive as it could be. It, they do great to hide those kind of things. The key is, is that you ju- they really soften edges. They add life to a room. They add color to a room because, you know, white, unfortunately, not my, not my colors, but white is in. So you need a little bit of color here and there. So green adds a lot of right. um, color and life. But just make sure that you have, even though you want to, you know, maybe you just, you want it over here. You want this plant in this corner. But if it doesn't have enough light, it's not going to live. So you need to know what plant you have and what area, what um, conditions you have to offer it that are going to make it live. Right. So you, okay, so do you talk about that in your book? Uh, yes. Yes. I, yes, I do talk about that. Like how, you know, pick a plant. First of all, find out what kind of plant you have. And, you know, Google it, or hopefully it has a plant tag in it that tells you. And then, and, or if you're, hopefully you're buying it at a small independent garden center and they, or a small house plant store, and they know what they're talking about, so they can help you. Um, find the right, find the right plant for the situation that you have to offer it. If you have a, a really sunny window, you can get, you can pretty much grow anything, cacti, succulents, all kinds of things. But if you have a lower light area, you need to, don't buy a plant that has to have full sun, or it's just not gonna, it's not gonna thrive. Right. So let me ask you, so what, the, the, how does the size and the style of your home, again, size, like whether it's a small apartment or a big home, or, and, and the style of your home dictate what plants should be brought into your home? Well, you know, I was, I was thinking about the size. And if you have, you know, some people have soaring, you know, two-story homes, and they could go out and buy a 15-foot fiddly fig, and wow, that would be amazing. But if you, it, and I've found that plants always look smaller in the greenhouse than when you get them home. And if you have eight foot ceilings and you bring home a seven foot plant in a, in a month or two, it's going to hit the ceiling. So <laughs> that's, that's never good. Um, so just kind of be aware of what you take a tape measure with you. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Um, and if you have a smaller apartment, you know, look for some smaller plants that are, you can place around and, and, but maybe you want a really tall plant someplace. So you know, get a smaller tree. And, and pruning is good, too. You can always keep plants smaller by pruning them. And they like that. It makes them fuller. It makes them grow better. So, yeah, because I know my daughter had bought me a plant when she was probably, I don't know, really like maybe in the fourth, fourth fifth grade. And this plant, over years, grew to be, you know, it wasn't big when she bought it for me, but... It grew to be like my, I had very high ceilings and it really grew like so high and so big. It was beautiful. Um, 
But then when it reached the top of the ceiling, I wasn't sure how to trim that. So when something gets really high where you need it, you know, it needs room to, or it's at its peak, the ceiling hit, what kind of things do you do to trim it? Do you have something well, professionally? Thing, first, or? Well, well, you wouldn't have to, but I mean, it depends on how tall it is. You might need to get a ladder or someone to help you. But the first thing to do is if you know this plant's growing and it's, you see that it's getting, you know, it's a couple of feet from the ceiling, what am I going to do? Start trimming it, you know, before it does that. Like, because it it'll take it a couple of years to do that. So if you kind of keep pruning your plants a little bit every year, it's going to keep them in check and keep them smaller so that you don't have to get it to the ceiling. And then all of a sudden you got to chop it, you know, that's right. not good. Well, I have a question from you. Some of one of our listeners just uh, texted me a question and she says, is there a way to cut roots in the pot so you don't have to repot or re, yeah. Is there yes. a way to cut I mean, roots? If you, yeah. So if you have, a, also, if you have a plant that, um, you know, you're going to prune a lot off the top, it, it's not, it's great to then prune, take it out and root prune it. You can do that. And it will, it's kind of like a bonsai. If you know what bonsai is, they keep them in those little pots and they're root pruning them and they're pruning the tops. And that's, you know, an extreme example, but for even for a big plant, you can cut the roots back, um, as much, you know, and, but at the same time you need to cut the top back because you have, the roots have to be able to support the plant that's there. So you want to trim, if you're trimming the roots, then trim the top as well. So you're saying you have to do both. Basically, it would be best to yes, yeah. and then you know if you're if you're trimming the roots on the bottom, add fresh soil on the bottom. Don't bury your plant. Like you cut roots off the bottom and then you put it back in the pot. Don't then pile more soil on top of the root ball to make it look better in the pot. Add the soil to the bottom of the pot. Oh, that's really something I didn't know. So in other words, when you do that, you I would have just put the soil on the top. You're saying you don't do no. that. Yeah, you probably shouldn't because it could, you know, the, when the roots are growing where they're, where at the level they are, if you, if you bury them under soil, it could suffocate your plant. It's especially true outside, but it would, it, it's the same inside. So if you're going to root prune it, then put, put the, um, put soil back on the bottom to make it at the level you want it in the container. Oh, that's a really Does that good make sense? Yeah. And I okay. certainly wouldn't have known that. So, um, what goes into deciding where to place your plants in your home? Like, because so many homes, it really makes the home the plants. It's like a little touch that really puts it, pulls it all together. So how would you decide where to place your plants? Or that is well, that individual taste? Well, no. It's all really, it's all about what light you have to offer it. So you can't just, maybe you do want something over here in this dark corner that's 10 foot from a window and has no windows around it. That would that may look great, but it's not going to look great for very long because it cannot live without light, and it's going to also like stretch toward the light and lean toward the light. So it really isn't a pre- a personal you know preference. You have to think about what the plant needs because otherwise, go buy plastic, right? Which we don't want to do. Um, oh no! <laughs> so, <laughs> no. So always think about what where, what you have to offer, where to put it. Um, and I I have to I'll go into you know a lot of. Uh, decorating shows or you know home shows they show they they like the fiddly fig was like the biggest plant for so long but they always place it in the darkest corner to to fill that empty corner and i'm like i'd like to see that plant another in a month because it's going to drop every leaf and it's not going to look good because you know they're putting a highlight plant in a low light area so that we come back to figure out what you have to offer do i have highlight do i have low light you know what what kind of light do i have and then 
try to, I know it's hard because when you go to the store and you see a plant, you're like, I'm taking that home. I don't care. I love that plant. I love it. But right. it's better, it's better to find out what you, you know, what kind of light you have to offer, where you, what, where you can place a plant and then find a plant to go in that area. So are you suggesting also maybe that you should buy your plants, uh, from a nursery or a place, uh, you know, where they sell plants, where somebody could advise you, basically, yes. where somebody's knowledgeable, rather than buy it like in a supermarket that you might see plants. Yes. Okay. Where somebody yes. could advise you and they have some knowledge about plants. Yes. Well, I'm always for support small businesses because we own one and we should support small businesses. So yes, I do. I do believe that. And usually, those people, that's their business. So of course, they're knowledgeable. So, and especially for the new plant parent, if you're a new plant parent, if you go out and buy your first plant, if you have a, a, some, a, a small independent garden center or a small house plant store near you, yes, go there first because they're going to give you all the information you need to be successful. And that's, we all want, all we plant people want other people to love plants and be successful. Right. Now, it does, it, does it, certain, certain parts of the country probably uh, have, House plants grow better. In other words, does it matter? They make a difference in where you live or your location. Besides for the light, are there better plants for certain locations? Um, you know, that was something I had never thought about, and um, that was an interesting question. Uh, I assume you know, like people love cacti and succulents here, and you know, well, everybody does. It's a big rage. Everybody loves cacti and succulents because right. they see all those lovely pictures, those Pinterest pictures from California, right? And, and when I went to California in San Diego, I was like, could not believe that all these plants were like sidewalk plants, you know, like landscape plants, all these beautiful succulents, and they were just fabulous. But here, I live in Michigan, you live in New York, those plants aren't going to do quite as well because we have to bring them inside for the winter, and they're going to stretch, and they're not going to like our low light. And I would assume like in the Pacific Northwest, you know, if, you, if there's a lot of non-sunny days. So, yes, I guess you would have to... Choose, you know, choose your plants. I'm not saying you can't grow cacti and succulent here. You can um, because we have lovely summers. But in the winter, then you need to, like, maybe put them under lights. Because um, you can grow anything, anywhere, in a closet, in a basement, as long as you have electric lights. It's all about the light. So, in other words, so, somebody just says, sent you, me a question again to ask you, and I, she's saying, can a plant live with artificial UVB lights? Well, I don't, yeah, I mean... There's so many different kinds of grow lights out there. Um, LED, you can just buy a, just LED lights. Like, uh, I have lights underneath my countertops and have plants on my countertops. Um, you can, as long as you have light, um, you know, incandescent bulbs, which really aren't out there anymore. Those are a little hot and weren't the best. Um, but yeah, a full-spectrum light that's known for, you know, it'll say probably that it's a plant light or you can grow plants under it. You can grow anything anywhere as long as you have electric some kind of light so in other words the key is light it is the key is light so so even plants, if that's it's... how plants eat the only thing that you know a lot of people say oh, i'm going to fertilize my plants because it's hungry well it could be hungry like it needs nutrients fertilizer is like a, a vitamin to us to a plant it's like a vitamin the only, the only thing that feeds a plant the only food it gets is from its light source so oh. food for a plant is sun fertilizer or vitamins so it's good okay. to fertilize your plants but i mean I, i'm not the best at fertilizing my plants and they still look pretty good so it's, it's really all about light making sure they're watered well 
Um, and, a, and a well taken care of plant is going to be less susceptible to disease and insects and things that could, you know, make it not grow as well. So let me let me ask you. A, this is probably a stupid question, but. You know, when I was young, and they would say, oh, just get a cactus. They never need water. They don't need anything, these little cactus plants, because they have no maintenance. Oh, you know, so there are so there, there are specific plants that require a lot less maintenance for people who don't really have the time or are not going to well, do it? Well, I mean, a cacti, that's true. It, is, it doesn't need a lot of water. If, but it still has to have light. You know, I mean, if it's... If it doesn't, yeah, maybe it doesn't need water, but if you have, if it's in a low light area, it's just going to die anyway because it's just going right. to slowly deteriorate. So, but I, the, I, the ZZ plant and the pothos, those are all plants that, philodendron, a, a lot of plants that are a little bit easier. But there's, if you're, if you're not willing to, you know, take care of your plant, make sure that it's watered, kind of like a pet. You have to water it, you have to take care of it, Feed you have it. to maintain right. it. Or, uh, yeah, otherwise just buy plastic. <laughs> Well, no, that looks so tacky. Get some plants. <laughs> that looks so tacky. So, I, I mean, there's no, there's no, no, because even in our garden center, people come in and they, you know, we do landscapes and they're like, we want, we don't want to do anything. Well, that, that's not going to happen. You, plants are living things and they need to be taken care of. And could you so. overwater? I know with lilies, somebody said to me, oh, you can't water them too much or they'll die. So can you do the same thing with not giving them enough water, maybe give them too much water? Well, yeah, and, it, and it, when I know overwatering, people are like, what is that, you know, overwatering? And I'm like, well, it's not really that, you can never leave a plant sitting in water. It doesn't want to, like, if you watered it and it's, the water runs out into the into the saucer, you need to empty that saucer out after 30 minutes or so if it hasn't taken up that water. Um, so, but, so yeah, if you, if you and it's really about water, watering it too much. So if you see, like, water is just lying there, it didn't get absorbed, then after like 30 minutes, you should take the plants and just get rid of that excess water? Yes, definitely. And it's, I tell everybody, you want, every plant gets watered the same. It's well, just I, the, the, the difference is, is how far between watering. Like if you have a fern, they need to be wet like all the time. They want to be moist. You may need to water that. And I don't water things on a schedule. I check my plants. But you may need to water it once a week or, you know, once every week and a half. But you, and you water it till the water comes out the bottom, out the drainage hole. You do that with cacti, too. It's just that wow. maybe that cactus isn't going to need water again for a month. We only have a few minutes left. I have to get your book, and I'm sure a lot of people listening are going to want to get your book. How do we get your book? Do you have a website? Because it really, we most people really don't know any, not a lot about this. So how do we get yes, a hold I, of your book, and, and is there a website we can go on? Tell us. Yes, my website is um, www.thehouseplantguru.com, uh, and you can buy all uh, four of my books on there because um, I have I have other books, and um, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook and all those places, all under the House Plant Guru. So, if we go under the House Plant Guru, not your name, the House Plant Guru, we'll yes. be able to follow you uh, and see your website. I have to tell you. Yes, and I have lots of information on there. I do. I, you, you have, have to come back. There, so yes, and you have to come on again. This is something that is to. so important, and really, most of us don't know anywhere near enough about it. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Again, we have a short show today, so have a wonderful weekend, and hopefully in the Northeast, it'll get a little warmer soon. Don't worry. It's supposed to be 50 degrees in two days. Stay warm. 
Be back next week. The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty in three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.